Yo, what's good? It's your boy, SB Report 706, Arch Leash on Twitter. This is the Committee Podcast. We are dropping a special bonus episode for the 10-year anniversary of the uh, somewhat controversial rapper mogul, uh, Sean Corey Carter, also known as Jay-Z, Beyonce's husband, The Blueprint 3. So The Blueprint 3 was released September 8th, 2009, debuted number one on the uh, Billboard two, Top 200. It sold 400,000 plus its first week. And it broke uh, Elvis's number one record, which again, I've never heard a album from that thief. So I would not know that his albums are good or not. So I'm assuming they're not. Like Elvis probably doesn't even slap. It had a uh, production from a lot of the uh, prominent guys out now, the legends, Swiss Beats, the Timberlands, Kanye West, No ID, Neptunes, just to name a few. And surprisingly, this was the first album since 2009 without any Just Blaze production. So I just wanted to get the uh, usual suspects. Uh, it's Tribbles, the uh, Twitter playlist goddess. Yeah, it's and, uh, and then uh, committee podcast alumni host, uh, Marcus Sniffles. What's yeah. good, y'all? Yeah. What's up? I'm here. You know, it, it's only right to have the the lead Jehovah's Witness for the Hova Witnesses <laughs> on to discuss wow. Blueprint 3. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Jehovah's Witness. It's been a it's been a rough two weeks, but you know it's a few. You know, I even saw Ain't No Jigga kind of like he tried to take his toe out the fight, but I'm like, nigga, you are a Jay Z account. Like you can't really take your foot out the fight. But um, shout out to all those accounts with Jay Z's face on it that are that are tweeting through it. It's been a rough period, but we've seen worse. I've honestly feel we've seen worse. Uh, We we met the beehive. So, um, (laughs) yeah, it's keep us in your prayers for those who really care. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that a little later. Yeah. So what I want to do is get get together and talk about uh, how this album aged. You know, it's been a decade. I've ran it a couple times, and I just want to get you guys' initial thoughts upon re-listening to it recently, as opposed to your initial thoughts when it first came out. Because, again, I know I spoke about this in the episode. We did briefly discuss Rick Ross as far as, like, giving uh, albums, I guess, legacy titles how he had the Port of Miami and then recently released Port of Miami 2. Well, Jay-Z has also done this with the Blueprint, Blueprint 2, and then now the Blueprint 3. So I just want to get y'all some initial thoughts. On what, what do you think about the album now versus when it first initially released? Um, The, the Blueprint 3 actually go, like, I, sometimes I put it, well, let me just say this. It's in the top half of Jay-Z's discography once I go through it. Um, Simply because when you... When I first got it, like, you know, back, well, I think it was like back in 09, I was a, I'm a huge Jay-Z fan. So I loved it off rip just, just for, for who it was. I mean, just for who he is, but kind of revisiting and going back, I identify this album as like a diss album. Um, this is, I, I think Hope always did like sub talk and like jabs, um, to multiple people on, on, on previous albums, but this album, like, it felt like every single song had a shot at somebody. Um, whether it be Dame, whether it be, you know, Jim Jones, whether it be his uncle, like when he was talking about I'm so ambitious. So I, I just consider this when I think Blueprint 3, I literally think like this album. Yeah, he definitely uh, he took shots at his teachers, too, which was like, I was like, come on, them teachers didn't deserve that. Like, they ain't say that, Jay. Come on, Jay. They ain't call you. They ain't say them things to you. Teachers don't talk like that. But uh, I guess my like initial initial like re-listening to it um 
it's got a lot of features. Like, damn near every song has a feature, which was kind of, it's odd for me to, to see that with a, a Jay-Z project, because it's like, it's not like he doesn't have features, but literally, like, every song has some sort of feature on that. And um, listening to it in 2019, I, nah, I don't know. Like, if I had to re-rank Jay-Z's albums, like, this is probably going, well, I don't know if I could put it anywhere closer to the bottom, but it's it's a bottom tier album. And the only reason I say it's like a bottom tier album is because I also listened to Reasonable Doubt today, and I was just like, bro, what the fuck, man? This dude was rapping his ass off. And then you kind of go back to Blueprint 3, and I mean, he was rapping, but he wasn't rapping right. Okay, I... <laughs> When I say top tier, let me say this. Like, it's it still technically by definition will be top tier, but we're talking like maybe six or seven when we look at a full discography. So maybe, so maybe that's better saying like in the middle. I don't, that's, that's, you know, cause I don't actually, think, I don't think it's up there with Reasonable Doubt, but it's damn sure not at the bottom. Like Blueprint 3 was a good album. Um, and I think to speak on the, the amount of features he did, I think this was coming directly after, um, this was directly after American Gangster, which was more of a themed album. But his the previous album before that was uh, Kingdom Come, which at that point, everybody thought he lost it. They thought he was washed. They thought all of that. So I really think this was kind of a commercial appeal. Yes. Like I'm out of retirement album more so. So I think that's why we see a lot of a lot more features than we normally do um, well, from, a like, J- from a Jay-Z project. I'm, I'm looking at like uh, I put up some some of my old tweets or whatever and I'm I'm looking from 2017 where I ranked uh Jay-Z's albums and Blueprint 3 is number t- number 7. It's like right in the middle. And I, I I mean I kind of like I'm looking at the albums that came that I have listed below that and yeah, I guess Blueprint 3 is is right there in the middle. It's probably it's probably like that line of demarcation between like the the good the great to classic albums to you know just okay to man I mean, and and I will say this personally, like, I, I hold Jay-Z to a different standard, obviously, so it's, like, Jay-Z dropping an average album is probably, like, a classic for someone else. And and, and I was the same as uh, uh, Tribbles, like, I'm a big Jay-Z fan also, so when this, when the album first came out, I was obviously very excited for it, and I was like, oh, this is the best album ever, this is, like, his best album, it's a classic, whatever, whatever, but, I mean, that was 10 years ago, I was... I was young and dumb. Well, not that young, but I was younger than I am now. Well, so real quick, as we're talking about where you guys kind of rate it, the professional ratings, according to Wikipedia, uh, any decent music, I've never heard that publication, has it 6.3 out of 10, uh, Metacritic 65 out of 100, All Music 4 out of 5 stars, Entertainment Weekly B+, The Guardian 3 out of 5 stars, The Independent 4 out of 5 stars, uh, MSN Music, A-, minus, NME, 8 out of 10, Pitchfork, or aka Ditchfork, 4.5 out of 10, Rolling Stone, 3 out of 5 stars, Slant Magazine, 4.5 out of 5 star- stars, and the Sunday Times has it as 2 out of 5 stars. So the quote-unquote professionals gave this a pretty bad to average rating across the board. So we we can understand if you feel it is a lower tier. Jay Z album, I, but I think those are like 
first listen because it's with jay-z's music like well for me let me speak for myself when i go back even albums that like i could press play and rap same word like the same words sometimes them shits hit different like the metaphors the double entendres like they mean different shit when you go through different parts of your life so i think again assessing in in 2009 like if you're not a big jay-z fan it was a decent album it was a 2.5 you know, two star album. But I think once you continuously listen to it and go back and listen to what he's saying and like kind of see he's he's either one telling you what he's done or be what he's about to do, like he, he kind of prophesizes it in a sense um, on, on some of this album. So I just think it's all about kind of revisiting. But I do in a sense, not all the way, but I, I could see how some people could rank this album really low on a first listen or a second listen. I yeah, mean, definitely I, that's true. There's there's Jay Z songs I listen to all the time that again I know word for word and have heard a zillion times and I'm like, I will just realize what he was actually talking about. I'll be like, Wow. Like this is this is out of control. Like how did I not catch this the first eight thousand times I heard this song? So I definitely agree with Triples said, you know, she definitely has some merit with her uh, her statement there. Well, I was gonna say I I'm kinda looking back on it, like listening to it now, it shouldn't have been called the Blueprint Three. Because it's kind of the thing with uh, Port of Miami, too. Like, Port of Miami 1, the, there, like, Miami was a character in that album. Like, it was part of the album. And Port of Miami 2, Miami was rarely mentioned, like, by name or with uh, samples or uh, content or anything like that. When I think of, like, the, the blueprint, the first one, you think of, like, the soul samples, of the chipmunk sound or whatever. Uh, sped up drums and stuff like that. And I listened to the Blueprint 3 and I'm just like, this doesn't sound like what they did on the Blueprint 1 or even the Blueprint 2. Like the, I just, like, I was listening to it. I listened to it like three days in a row and I was just like, the strings just don't hit the same. Like they kind of sound, they sound a little bit flat. The horns aren't as like bright as they were on like the Blueprint 1 or 2. Like they sound like some like some swing error stuff. And I'm just like, man, he shouldn't have, you can't put the blueprint on everything. Like this, this is not the blueprint. This is, it just sonically doesn't earn the name of the blueprint. And like the, 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 I guess that's something that comes with age. Like when you're a kid, you're just like, you want to see the next, you want to see that sequel, but it kind of has to flow together. And this one didn't, it doesn't, it doesn't flow like that. Hmm. I wonder if that's kind of with the uh, the improvement of technology, I guess, with the different ways you can produce and different sounds you can get where, I don't know, maybe you want to sound more current or up to date. Because I was just thinking about when you said that as far as like naming albums like with legacy titles, because I was just trying to think like what what legacy titles have been successful. Right. But I could go back and think with his own discography, like volume two is really good. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think I would prefer volume two to volume one and volume three. Oh, wow. So I guess... <laughs> yeah, bar, bar, well, I, have, I have volume two over volume three and volume one. Yeah, I do. I, I do. love volume, volume... I think volume one is like some sentimental shit. I mean, I love volume one. <sighs> Man, volume one is... It is... It did not... It sounds very dated when you listen to it. It's just like... Uh, this is... Yeah. It's dated, but not dated in a good way, in my opinion. But, I mean, I haven't ran in a while, but volume two definitely sticks out to me. But I guess he does have his own successful secession with the same titles but i think more nowadays when people do stuff like that it's just kind of to get attention like let's say for example if 
if Kanye West were to come out with College Dropout Part Two, like I think there'd be a lot of buzz, but I ultimately I don't think it would deliver or hit right, like Marcus said, as the original. Just and he's not doing that. He's not I don't doing feel that like artists. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like at that point in your career, you don't need to kind of you shouldn't have to create buzz if you're like a legend, like with Rick Ross. Like just name the album something different with Jay Z in this instant. Just name it different, you know. But and, he, and even production that, that's wise, sense. like. Um, I believe American Gangster came out before Blueprint 3, right? Or did it come out after? I'm not sure. Either way. I'll look it up. You said, Amer- you said did American Gangster come out before? Yeah. Did it come before or after Blueprint Yeah, American 3? Gangster came out in 0607, I think. Okay. So, I would say the production on, like, American Gangster was great. Like, damn near flawless. The production on Blueprint 1 was also high level like it, i just find it hard to believe that like time like the technology gets better and you get you know uh, producers get more uh talented at uh making music and you have better technology and all these things and you get to the blueprint three and the production is worse you know what i'm saying like that doesn't add up to me hmm I mean, it's different styles for different fights, a different vibe with that album. Uh, it came out, uh, American Gangster came out November 6, 2007. If you had to rank, like, Blueprint, American Gangster, and Blueprint 3, just based on the production, like, Blueprint 3 would be last, right? Just off of production. You said Blueprint 3 would be last? Between American Gangster and Blueprint 1, if we're just ranking, like, if you had to do... If we had to do a snake draft of all of the production, all the beats from those three albums, like Blueprint 3, the production, I feel like they're getting drafted in the bottom half of that draft. Like you're picking beats from Blueprint 1 and American Gangster before you're picking stuff from Blueprint 3, I would think. Yeah, I agree. I don't even have to think about that. That's that's easy. Because I'm I'm looking at the track list in that three right now, and I'm just like, what beats really go? I mean, it, they have some joints on here. Like, I, are we trashing the out? Like, we're trashing the sound of Blueprint Three as far as production. But I mean, it's it's, it's not tr- it's not trash. It's just comparing it again. We we get into this thing where we we'll call things trash, but we're comparing greatness to greatness. So well, I mean, I, it's because like other stuff we could say that. But, but it's, it's still one good, to but. me. Like, I mean, Blueprint One is my favorite Jay Z album. So whoever listens to this, I'm not even like trying to say it's a trash album or anything that's my favorite jay-z album i to me like if if we're talking about commercial like could the commercial sound like blueprint one sounds a tad bit more commercial to me like you have those deep you have those deep cuts where you know it's it, you get that that street feel where he was really spitting in in 01 but like let me let me matter let's just pull it up we, we could go track by track with that i, I think i'm gonna stick with that the reason I will say that the Blueprint Three is ultimately to be more commercial is because, like, of the features State here, Life, but I'm talking straight production. Like, yeah, yeah, Empire State of Mind. Like, if if you've ever been to New York City, if you take one of those like double decker bus tours, they're playing New York State of Mind. I'm like, wow, this is it's that's, it's crazy how how the world works. That song is borderline <laughs> unlistenable too now because they played. That I don't. Song I'm I'm so going so, not going off of song, but I'm just talking about like if we were to put on. The instrumentals from Blueprint and, and the instrumentals from Blueprint 3, 
I'm going to listen to the beats on instrumentals of Blueprint 3 before I go to Blueprint 1. I'm I'm hooked to Blueprint 1 because of the lyrics mm-hmm. that Jay put on top. But if we're going strictly tracks alone, come on. I, and I do I do agree with the Empire State of Mind. I hate that song. That's my that is a Jay-Z they, song I hate. It's a fine song. They just <laughs> they, they played it so much. So it got played everywhere and I'm pretty sure the Yankees won the World Series within a year or two of that song. So that's what made it worse. Like it just kept going and going. Okay, so let's hold on. Let's we need to do this one real quick with yeah, track okay. listening. So I, I was just gonna with say Blueprint what? One, you got the rulers back, takeover, Izzo, girls, 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 Jigga that nigga, you don't know, Hola Ho Vito, Heart of the City, Never Changed, Song Cry, All I Need, Renegade, Blueprint Three, and then if you go to the bonus track, uh lyrical exercise and uh Girls, Girls, Girls remix, which I think I prefer that version. The, be- the best Very version. Original. Yes. And also, you're missing, uh, you're also missing the Blueprint track, which is my favorite song. Well, one of my favorite, one of my no, top I, favorite. I, that one. I think. No, you, yeah, yeah. you, you, you skipped those. It's lyrical exercise, I think, and then Blueprint, and then Mama Loves Me, no, a minute. Oh, uh, it's got it. Well, shout out to Wikipedia for being wrong if that's the case. But, <laughs> but, and then you go to Blueprint 3, what we talking about. Thank you, DOA. I cannot stand that song. Run this town. I cannot listen to the song anymore. Empire State of Mind. Nope. Real as it gets. On to the next crazy. one. Crazy. <laughs> on to. I was going to say on, on to the next. Real as it gets and on to the next one are two crazy fucking beats. Incredible. I like crazy on real as it gets. I like real as it gets. I don't like on to the next one. The- what? Oh, that trash beat. Off that was a trash song. Off that should have oh, been replaced that, with. That. If you are, if you're a Jehovah's Witness, you should know that Jock and Jay Z should have been track number eight. <laughs> hmm. But he probably hmm. didn't get that cleared through Run DMC because yeah, off that was horrible. <laughs> All right, so you got on, Stars on to Born, Venus versus Mars, right which I do like. That's a cool track. Ari Holmes, a fire track. Hater or hate. Mm. I can't, Kanye. I can't shoot you down on this one, bro. I can't. It's too much going on. Uh, reminder. <laughs> reminder beat was fucking crazy. I don't really care don't, too much for the chorus, but the fucking beat was. I don't. Crazy. Yeah, I don't like the background vocals that are. Yeah, the reminder. Reminder. <laughs> it's just you, annoying. You, so. you got to put Rihanna on that one. You got to. I mean, Rihanna's on your. your yeah, it, some of these songs could have been out. reworked, but they would like uh, again. I just, I don't know. I just hear the beats now, and I'm like, like the 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 beats from Blueprint Three. I can hear them on somebody's album that comes out in 2019. You're not hearing none of that shit coming out from Blueprint One in 2019. I I agree. With <laughs> maybe that. Me, I, yeah. maybe Meek has happened. Like and I mean, they they're flipping I mean, it, but to me, that's a problem. Like I, I'd want to hear that. 2019. Like and I don't. Just, I like uh, to hear those type of like raw, soulful sounds. That type, that type of sound is like dated. I don't want to say it's dated, but it's like it's it's old school now. <laughs> like that people that can't way of production. It. Like people don't do. Like I, I can't remember the last time someone did like a yeah. you know chopped up sped up soul sample. Okay, like they don't so do that no, 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 we're not gonna do that because there was just a viral video a couple months ago of this dude on a, I don't know where he was on a train or a bus he was flipping a sample and people were like oh we need beats like this uh, I've never heard nobody produce like this and Meek Mill got him in the studio and and the guy Just Blaze was like uh, there's plenty of people out here making beats like this like y'all just aren't looking for him so people do want that sound you know what I'm saying like let's not let's not do that 
but that sound has never cr- like cultivated radio and we all know like 90 percent of these artists coming out of the gate that's all they're looking for is like radio and billboard spins so i mean yeah people are looking for them I but guess, are people but, I mean, but are we consuming them gone tomorrow, though. are we consuming them that's you got to look at who we're talking about like hopefully people listen to this podcast aren't in the uh the demographic that still like tunes into the radio to listen to music because if you're still doing that then you have a serious problem I, I think it depends on the rapper who was to get on the track you know what i'm saying like i think if like if rick ross would get on these type of production like i feel like people would understand that they'd be like okay this makes sense i can rock with this rick ross he has a good sound or a good a good uh ear for sound and production like he could probably pull it off I don't think some like I couldn't I couldn't hear Drake on something like this for me. Like I couldn't hear uh Cardi B on something like this. I honestly I don't even know if I could hear I could probably hear Kendrick on maybe like a beat that's more slowed down like Song Cry, but I don't know if I could hear Kendrick on like uh uh on Izzo or something like that. Something that upbeat, something that light. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know if he could get on that. So it really depends on the artist that's pushing it. I guess it's personal preference, but so you, the uh, ruler's back is not bad, man. Like, oh, I like the ruler's like, I, I think it's I mean, one of the better. I, no, intro I love songs. every single track. Once Jay Z puts his vocals on every track on Blueprint on one, I, it's no argument. But I'm talking about if we're just talking about, hey, here's an instrumental to one, here's an instrumental to three. If if people if like we are introducing this to like hip hop heads that like don't necessarily know this is Jay Z shit, they go pick up the the sec the third out. I mean, uh, Blueprint Three. Those beats on Blueprint. Like, there, I mean, we there's, there's you, no, we shit there's on the Blueprint Three. We we shit on Blueprint <laughs> Three because of what what the vocals that came on top of it. But we're yeah. talking about production. That was a quality ass produced album. I, I so, there is not it's some one song on Blueprint Three better than you don't know produced by Just Blaze. You there's not you don't one. know it's my favorite Jay Z song. There's not one, there's not one better than. <laughs> that okay, that's Blueprint. one out of how many songs did you listen okay, on Blueprint? I was, I was I was gonna say Heart of the City. Right, that song that the production. That's that, two. That's fucking classic. Okay. And, and and just like a uh, uh, trivia thing, I know I'm pretty sure both of y'all know, but the Heart of the City beat originally went to DMX, and I want to live in the alternate universe where DMX raps on that. I want to hear that song. But I'm I'm that's just for people that didn't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know if I want to hear DMX. I mean, I would listen to it D- if it, if it actually back, leaked. But I don't think. No, 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 no. I love and I love DMX, but I just don't his tone. I don't hear. I don't know. I don't hear that sounding good. I, I would. I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear it. I'd like to see it. Monique, yes. <laughs> I'd like to see it. Got off the rails. Well, no, I was going to say, for you, I feel like like if we look at the high end production from like both of these albums, like I feel like part of the city. I'm just going off of production. Heart of the City, Song Cry, uh, hmm, probably The Ruler's Back. I'm trying to think of like what's like the high, high, high end, like not just something I liked. So those three songs I would put like in the high end category. And from Blueprint 3, I'd probably go with what we talked about. DOA. DOA was a crazy fucking beat. I would go with I I like run not not run this town um onto I like that beat onto the next one beat I like that that's like classic Swiss right there uh, I do like the um I kind of like the hater beat it's not high end but I just like that one I don't know I just feel like there's more 
classic. So ambitious was a high end that. I feel so like ambitious more was a high production on Blueprint. I feel like I feel like the like, and I agree with you. I feel like the production is good. I just feel like the Blueprint is on another level. Like I feel like the hot, the best. I, and stuff I think you feel that Blueprint. way because Jay did the fuck he needed to do. <laughs> yeah, that, that I, makes yeah. sense. I may, maybe that's what it is. I, I I need to just listen to. I wish I could just like. I wish I, was, I wish he had like just instrumental albums because that would be dope yeah. to do. Yes, but I think because I I get it. Like I I'm I'm with your argument, but I'm like you know not for the sake of the the podcast. But I really feel like if we were like take Jay away from it, like if we didn't even know Jay Z was involved with any of those tracks, and you put them side by side, more people and you I won't say you guys, but more people would lean towards Blueprint Three if we're talking about production alone. Um, but of course, Blueprint is the best Jay-Z album. I will argue that down to the day. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Alright, so we're gonna say that it did it age well, yes or no, uh, Tribbles? Uh, did it age well? That's To me, I, I can't say yes or no because I feel like so many people did not like it that they didn't go revisit it like they did Kingdom Come. So like today you'll hear people shit on these two albums hey, and I'm like is underrated. Yeah, very Kingdom underrated Come album. Like if, you, like if you did not like it or enjoy anything about it, you who would want to go like outside of like real music lovers? Like most people are not going to casually go pick it up. So did it age well from a consumer standpoint? No. Um, but I think if you are into music, this is a very like well-aged album for for a true music listener. But for the commercial for the commercial person or the casual person, I don't think it aged well because no, most people don't revisit this album when they think Jay Z. Marcus, what do you think? I don't think so. I don't think it did age well. Like I listened to uh, when I got to so ambitious, I was just kind of like. Mm. and this was back when like the whole hashtag flow was a thing and i didn't like listening to that now doesn't sound great like him uh big sean drake Nicki minaj they were pretty big on that at that time that doesn't really that that flow doesn't age well for me um i don't want to you know what it i'm gonna say kind of like it's okay but it's hard for me to say it aged well when I listen to his older stuff. And I'm just like, why does the albums that came out before this sound better now than this one? So compared to Jay-Z, to, if I'm comparing this to Jay-Z standards, it didn't age well. But as a regular, just like this is just an album that came out 10 years ago. Would it get airplay in 2019? I think it would. I think it would get airplay. I feel like On to the Next One would have blown up. I, I don't understand why I think that was the third single. There are not three songs better than on to the next one on, on this album. So I don't know why they waited on that one. So it's, it's, I'm in the middle on this one. So what I would say is that I, I would also probably say no only because in, I will say undecided because I kind of, get to listen to it and just kind of zone out like like I get to do the first three songs like what we talking about cool thank you death of auto tune run this town empire state of mind again that, that's a rough patch of the album for me only because they were like three heavily played singles you know what I'm saying like singles to me like I kind of disregard them with albums nowadays if they're just overplayed just uh, as real as it get kind of picks back up onto the next one off that is cool stars born is cool 
Venus versus Mars. And then like right around like already home, I started zoning out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Maybe because it's 15 tracks, but I'll give it a couple of reruns, but I, I will go with the undecided. So, but the, the next thing I want to get with y'all is, uh, what were the highlights and lowlights of the Blueprint 3 for you? And we'll start with triples. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, let's start low. Let's just talk shit first. Um, definitely hated. I said it earlier. I hated off that. Like, I really, I hated the song. I hated the beat. Um, I wasn't too, like, crazy about what the fuck Jay-Z was talking about. And I was also, like, I, I still dislike Drake, but I was, like, anti-anti-Drake when this album dropped. So, I really hated Drake. Um, as I revisit the album, um, I like A Star Is Born more today. When I when the album first came out, out that was I love J Cole too, but that was a skip. Like I that when I ran the album back, I had to get rid of A Star Is Born, but it sounds better today. Um, and reminder, those are my those are my three lows. Like A Star Is Born off. I mean, yeah, initially A Star Is Born, but off that and reminder. Um, and also the number one song, Empire State of Mind. I cannot stand that fucking song. But as far as the great songs on there, Real As It Gets with Jeezy was a very, very strong song. Already Home. Um, I think that was probably the most like barred up, talking cash shit type Jay-Z rap that I love was on Already Home. Um, and then, of course, So Ambitious was uh, probably my top three favorite. Like those three are my top three favorite. <laughs> Damn, it hurt my heart hearing Jeezy actually rapping well after uh, the the latest uh, motivation of thugs. Pray for Jeezy. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> Pray for Jeezy. For, for, for the, the I'm thugs. so glad he's retired. Hey, Thank prices, you. Prices are going up. If this is motivating the thugs, prices are going up. <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, man, huh. if you're a thug and you're out there motivated by Jeezy's last out, please, please add me at SB Report 706. Like, well, if you're a thug outside of Atlantic, I feel like a lot of those people are a bit biased, but, you know, it is what it is. Marcus, what are your highlights and lowlights? Uh, I would say my highlights, obviously, I've, I've mentioned this song like a bunch of times, but on to the next one. I think the production was, it's, I think it's a top tier produced album or song in this album. I think the visuals were actually really good. Uh, I really en enjoyed those. Um I still like out of all the songs that I listen to from this album, like the one that I tend to hear the most is Run This Town. And it I I I don't know, man. Like that Kanye verse, I still it still gets me. I still love it. I still love that verse from him. I thought it's not the best verse on this album, but it's the most standout verse for me. Um and I would say the low lights are so ambitious that it really wasn't really feeling that. Um listening to it now off that I'm I don't know. I don't know what they were trying to do with that. I don't know how Drake got on this album because, I mean, what was Drake doing in 2009 like to get on a Jay-Z album? But uh, other lowlights, I don't know, man. I know a lot of people hate hate and it's it's super hashtag flow heavy, but I like the production. The The lyrics aren't great, but that would probably have to fall in the lowlight category. I feel like the the hate the hate vibes was kind of a kind of a prequel to what we got on like Watch the Throne, kind of the back and forth, kind of a fun song. Like it seemed like they were just having a good time on hate to me, just listening to it. It was a oh, two I, minute and thirty one seconds song. So. Yeah, I, I loved it when it first came out. I'll tell you that. 
Oh, hate. Okay. I mean, hate still get hate gets played if it comes on randomly, but I'm not like actively looking to hear the song. Um, but if it's if it's on shuffle and it comes on or you know it runs across a playlist, like I'll bump it. But it's not like I'm not going to look to listen to like to hate. But I don't. I just think I don't know. It just was a weird song. Cause the Hoover Hova yeah. line that really bothers me to this day. Like <laughs> I, it bothers me. <laughs> when he when he when he said when he said I stretch work yoga, I was like, oh no, don't don't do that, man. We're not. We can't do what that. about wait? We nobody talked about it yet. But what about <laughs> Venus versus Mars? Like I thought that was it was like a cliche song, but it was like. Ugh, Hove is trying to make like it just like this album kind of felt like Hove was trying to make hits instead of just making good music that were gonna always already be hits, you know? Like I like the chorus on Venus versus Mars. I like the, I like, I I like the chorus. Beat. I like the production too. I I I don't know, man. <laughs> like I, when I listened to it, I was like, okay, I see what he's doing. Like, okay, I, I can rock with this a little bit. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I, I, I saw the vision. I saw the vision. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the vision. <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright so real quick my highlights were I'd probably say probably my favorite song is probably production wise is Thank You one of them um, Already Home of course Kid Cudi holding it down Low Lights we have to go with uh Obviously, Empire State of Mind, like everybody would say, and uh, I don't, I don't really care for Young Forever. I don't know. Didn't really care for that. I like the Beyonce version more than I like uh, Mr. Hudson on there. Yeah, so yeah, I that, like, that's I what like, I would get. I feel like it, that's a it's a flat ending. Like it just kind of ended flat with that song. And if you look at it, like even uh, like Venus versus Mars. You should have just put feature in Beyonce because she had vocals on it. Like, just throw her name. You like, why are you not putting her name on this? You put everybody else's name on this album. Put her name on it. You already <laughs> have you have ten features on this album. Like, oh, I don't want to put Beyonce. I don't want it to be two feet. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. Put her name on it. Give her some credit. Like, and I honestly, I didn't even so, know that till today. Not today, but like when I went back and listened to it, I was you know reading the credits, or whatever. And it was like additional vocals by Beyonce. I'm like, why didn't he put his put her name in there? Like. You have like, you've got Luke Steele, Rihanna and Kanye West. Uh, Kanye West is on Death of Auto to me. He has that little, you know, too far or whatever. Uh, Alicia Keys, Jeezy, Swiss Beats, Drake, J. Cole, Kid Cudi, Kanye West again, Pharrell, and Mr. Hudson. What's, what's a Beyonce feature on that list? Like, she can't give you like the family discount or something? Like, what's the, what's the issue? Well, I feel like there was, I'm trying to even figure out how she contributed to it. I was trying to think about it in my head. Like, there's not really any background vocals going on. Like, I think of the chorus. Try to get it in. She, daddy she just hard. says, Daddy go That's hard. Right. Like, she, yeah, she just right. like kind of speaks <laughs> back. It's kind of like a call and response type shit she's doing, but it's not. I mean, I would have gave her the credit, but I don't think I would have listed her as a feature either. Cause it, it was a feature, but it really wasn't a feature. Cause if I click on a Jay Z song and it says featuring Beyonce and that's all Beyonce's giving me, me and Jay Z have a problem. So I think I'm okay with that. Cause he, he's done it before. Like Kingdom Come, she's say, on. I, I was gonna yeah, say Kingdom Come and on Magna Carta. Um, and what he did on 444. 
Oh yeah, like she. I mean, hell, she get half the money anyway. I don't think she really, really cares about being credited on the goddamn. <laughs> so before we get to the the last part, which is the uh, the quickest part, the blueprint ranking. There's a couple things that I noticed when I was listening to it a couple times. Um, so you know, for our uh, tin hat tin hat foil people and our Illuminati uh, conspirators. Uh, there are 9-11 ties to all uh, Blueprint albums. Like, there's at least one verse about 9-11 in every Blueprint album. Um, it's funny because, like, uh, Jay-Z probably started kind of the train of fueling the uh, big boy disrespect. There are, like, at least three songs where he references Andre 3000 being a great rapper, but it's, like, no no mention of uh, big boy. Mind you, on uh, Blueprint 2, he's on a song with big boy that is excellent uh, popping tags so big boys killing that shit and uh killer mike but uh i also hate and this is one thing i hate on twitter i hate the line he had the uh the men the men lie women lie numbers don't lie and i hate that line because people use that stupid shit all the time like numbers don't lie but numbers don't tell the whole story but people are like oh men lie women lie numbers don't i got you ha 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 like, well bro, that's not <laughs> Let's interrupt the look. My graduation cap literally said men lie, women lie, degrees don't. So mm. <laughs> clearly um, bars. Bars. You will hate I see me. The bars. You would hate I, me. I like I see the influence, but you're you're smart enough to understand, like, hey, all right, well, and I've used the argument for on Twitter, like McDonald's obviously outsells like any five star restaurant, does not make it better. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But oh McDonald's yeah. has higher numbers. McDonald's is basuro, it's trash. So yeah, that, um and then the last thing is obvious oh go ahead i was gonna say as someone that like talks sports on twitter you can use numbers to say whatever you want you can find whatever exactly. numbers that will back up your point like i i can do that all day like i can sometimes i'll do that on purpose but i'm just like all right this isn't right like i know that what the point that they're making is correct like this person is better than them but i can find some numbers and i can manipulate them to say otherwise and that's why I'm not a fan of the whole, you know, numbers don't lie. Like, they they don't lie, but I can make them say what they want to. I can make them. They, they, they're easily manipulated. You can make the picture narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then the last thing is, uh, of course, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Blueprint 3's first album that Just Blaze had no production on since uh, 2000, or I'm sorry, 1999 with, uh, I think, Volume 2. Hold on, let me look that up. Da, 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 da. Uh, I feel like if you're going to do an album called The Blueprint, the only producers that should be in the building are Kanye West and Just Blaze. Yeah, so it was the first time since Volume 3 there has been any Just Blaze production, and Kanye West has had production on every single Blueprint album. So they, they seem to have... I don't know. Obviously, I have a tighter relationship or a different relationship. I'm kind of. I would kind of like to see some some more uh, Jay Z just plays uh, tracks, but I, I feel like that shit might have sailed for whatever reason. I'm sure Tribbles probably has more insight than myself because I haven't really researched it. But maybe they have difference of viewpoints or opinions. But we're talking about Kanye and Jay Z. Nah, Jay Z and Just Blaze. Um. If I'm not Shot mistaken, I mean, just Blaze, just Blaze. I think after that album, he, you know, he looped back around. They have some work together, but it's it's been more so of a like 
if it fits the album, it fits the album kind of motto. Not necessarily like, yo, we gotta have that Just Blaze beat on there. Like, kind of how, like, we know if Jay-Z's ever in the studio, Young Guru's around, and if Guru's not around, people will be like, what the fuck is happening? Um, I think that's just kind of what it is. It's just like, now they're at that point where if it makes it, it makes it. It's not that you have to be here moment. Um, well, but when you say that, it feels like there, it feel like there should have been a place for for just blaze on 444 somewhere you know what i'm saying like, oh, let me see. You can, you i think he was that. on magna carta though i think that was his last j album um, track 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 damn now i gotta look that up oh wait well, I, was I, gonna, pull up I, was gonna, I was gonna Go say ahead. i feel the, the same way about uh kanye west like i don't i feel like i would i would love to hear kanye west uh produce a, an entire jay-z album and i do think that there should have been room for uh, Kanye West uh, production on like 444. I think he would have been able to bring something to that. Um, and I, I personally think just after listening to some of uh, like the blueprints and um, like watch the throne and stuff like that, I I just feel like Kanye as a producer brings out the best in Jay. Like, I think it's like, it's Kanye. Well, yeah, it's, the it's Kanye. Has... Well, I'd say it's like Kanye and then, I'm trying to, I, I want to say Pharrell at number two, because I feel like some of his more introspective songs come from Pharrell. Mm. But I mean, you could, I mean, Pharrell, Pharrell might account for like the worst produced Jay-Z songs of all times, like the best and the worst, like the, the spectrum for him is like wild. Yeah, like I, anything off Kingdom Come, <laughs> I need to have my ear, have that removed from my memory. Like that song is so bad. It, it is something, so that, I, it is oh something that I want to do. I want to kind of go through like at some point and like figure out the producers, like where they rank when it comes to Jay-Z's career. I feel like Kanye West would be like the consensus number one, but I mean, I don't know. I, that's just my opinion right now. Well, I mean, well even back to the blueprint one, and we've kind of gone off the rails a bit, but whatever, if you like Jay-Z, you're enjoying this. Like Kanye West has four, five tracks. If you count the bonus song out of 13. And, and just while we're on this, I'm disgusted. They, that they let Eminem produce a song of this album. Like to me, that's the equivalent of um like you you seen that that video of uh We Are the World where uh, <laughs> Michael Jackson is singing and then those terrible uh Caucasians come in and start doing whatever they were doing on the mic and he's just looking at them like, yo, why are y'all here? Like what are y'all doing? Like why did y'all waste that, that those vocals on my on those people when Michael Jackson could have kept singing? Yeah. It's like it's not even like, why is Eminem Eminem's production is trash. It's not crazy. garbage. It's not. It's not crazy. But I mean, even though Kanye West only produced like four songs on like the, I guess the just the, the original version, the songs that he did were are pretty much the biggest ones. Like Takeover. It's obviously not a single, but we know where that ranks when it comes to like hip hop history. When it comes to to beef and you know all that. Uh, H. Um, Izzo. That's isn't that Jay Z's like most successful single. So that came from Kanye West. Heart of the City, obviously, like the production on that, the um, the the lyrics on that one are obviously top tier, and then Never Change, solid song. Like the songs that I feel like the songs that Kanye West and and Just Blaze are a part of on on Blueprint One are like the top songs. Not saying that everybody else is bad outside of like I don't mind Eminem's production on there, but I I understand what you're saying that if we look at the producers on the Blueprint. You see Kanye West, Just Blaze, Timbaland, Eminem is the one that, like, that should be there. Like, you should not be 
in the in the room right now. Yeah, he uh, just plays is not on uh, Magna Carta Holy Grail. Yeah, I just I just read he uh said he had he produced seven tracks that Hope passed on, but um Damn. wow. Yeah. Damn. Can you please hear those. I would like to hear those, please. Also, I like <laughs> also with looking that up, I see that um just Blaze did an interview with Serato that I'm gonna check out. It's on YouTube and it says that he talks about Jay Z Rockefeller um and Rockefeller Records and it's an hour long interview. So um I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure he'll probably get into or allude or kind of get around what you were asking so i'll definitely check that out and maybe we can come back and chop it up about that okay so uh tribbles where do you rank uh your blueprints out of three one three two marcus i'm gonna go with one and i'm going to go with three <laughs> and then i'm gonna go with 2.1 so I'm gonna hold it down for Long Beach the LBC. We gonna go two one three. Shout oh, Snoop Dogg. Oh. Okay, okay. Look, okay. So let's let's also note that in 2000, what was this? 2013. Well, whenever he, actually, yeah, it was 2013 when he put out uh, Magna Carta, Holy Grail. He ranked his own albums, and so for the blueprints, Jay Z himself says one three two. He actually puts. Um, Blueprint Two as his second to uh well his second worst album um the the worst album being Kingdom Come, um and his reasoning for putting Blueprint Two there he said is because it had too many songs. But that's the that was the era that they were in at the time. I'm not going to discredit him that. And he had like we we did a podcast with the shout to Michael Pratt. We did a podcast with him going over the same thing. We went track by track. Like the Blueprint Two has a lot of great tracks. Again, it also features another one of the worst Pharrell tracks that he, he put out. But also, I thought about it; it's not that bad. Which like fuck all that is not not that bad. It's oh, not it's, that bad. It's uh, bad. <laughs> no, that's bad. No, it's, yeah, nah. that's, that's, that was that was cringeworthy. Nah, I can't. I can't give that. <laughs> I don't care what nobody <laughs> say. <laughs> nah, that ain't it. That what ain't it, Sean. Sean. <laughs> Oh my God! There, uh, that, how about to add this to my vibes playlist? I like, I like to vibe that song. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, I, I, I did a thread on the blueprint too, and I did not, it, I did not take kindly to that album. There, and I, but I will say there are some like really strong songs on Blueprint too, like the Watcher. Like I love that song. Like that's one of my, that's probably my favorite song off that album. Like that song is like I rap that shit all the way. Yeah, shout out to him for getting the Rakim on the track. Um, yeah, so that's that's our uh, our wrap up on the Blueprint Three. Yo, what's good, it's your boy Sapri Seven Hundred Six, Archie Leash on Twitter. So the next part of this episode is going to be a separate uh, podcast. We continue to talk about uh, Jay Z and the uh, social justice issues that are going on with him partnering with the NFL. A lot of people's hot take reactions for that. So look out for that episode. But again, appreciate y'all checking this out. Definitely uh, drop some comments on SoundCloud. Let us know what you think your uh, favorite parts of Blueprint 3 are and how you rank Jay-Z's Blueprint series. Appreciate the support. We out. Peace.